What is going on? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the New Earth Podcast. Woo! This is... I'm a, bro, I swear to God, I'm just like, what do I say as my name? Okay, because Jordan Echo is the name of my human. And then Alicus is the name of my soul. And I think I've overcomplicated the fuck out of this for no reason. But anyway, um, anyway, that's all good. We're going to get into it anyway, regardless. Call me whatever the fuck you like. All right, I'm going to fucking say fuck all I want to, by the way. And you can just tell your kids to not say it. Okay, anyway, meditation six. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be me. And if I want to say fuck, I'm going to say fuck. Okay, I'm just going to fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say fuck. All right, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> all right, man, we're going to get into this fucking podcast. Fucking all right. Oh, my God, I got to be perfect. Okay, so we're going to be going over meditation secrets. This is my new book. It's actually out on Amazon right now. Paperback copy available, ebook copy available. Um, and I'm just going to read the book. I'm literally just going to read the book, okay? We have about 60 something pages, small pages. So I don't know how long this will take because I'm sure this will probably be like a 30 minutes to podcast or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe a little bit longer. Who knows? Or around that area. Anyway, you'll obviously know that by the time I post this. So I guess I didn't need to say that. But anyway, I'm fucking, I guess I'm a comedian now. But anyway, so meditation secrets. The key to finding clarity, peace of mind, healing, and divine guidance. The teaching of Alicus. Chapter zero about the author. Chapter one, what is meditation? Chapter two, why and how to meditate? <coughs> chapter four, because apparently we skipped chapter three. Okay, meditation, meditating for clarity. Chapter five, Meditating for peace of mind. As you can tell, I did not reread this before I posted it. Okay, chapter six, meditating for visualization. Chapter seven, meditating for healing trauma. Shadow work. Chapter eight, meditating for divine guidance. And chapter nine, ascension secrets. So let's get into it. Chapter zero. Apparently, because you can start with zero. Anyway, about the uh, about the author. Uh, hi there. My name is Jordan. I'll begin to share my journey with meditation now. <laughs> it first started about seven years ago. I was in high school playing basketball in hopes of getting on the starting lineup and scoring the most points, winning the most games. I constantly found myself worrying about what other people think, worrying about the external outcomes instead of actually enjoying the experience of the game. I was trying so hard, playing so much basketball, working out every day, shooting extra shots in the gym, but for some reason I wasn't getting the playing time I wanted. I wanted to play college basketball, maybe even go pro someday. But the work I was putting in off the court didn't always show up on the court. I was destroying kids, figure of speech, in practice, in a recess. But when I got into the game, I was afraid of what other people think. I knew there must be some another level of basketball success I didn't know about. One day as I was online watching videos of Kobe Bryant, learning his moves, I saw an ad from a man named Taylor Allen, the creator of Elite Guard Training. Mm, excuse me. I was very interested in his program. I had a few thousand dollars saved up, but I had a fear of spending money. I was heavily conditioned to save, 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 and be conserved. So I was kind of afraid to you know, make this purchase. And he offered this program where you can learn the X factor in basketball training. It wasn't a set of drills to play on the court, but it was more so centered around the internal game. I decided to follow my intuition and reluctantly because of fear of spending money, paid for the course, which was about $100 or $200 at the time, something like that. The EGTX training I got gave me access to the QPEC formula, which goes like this. 
C equals clarity, which was about setting short-term goals, long-term goals, and knockout goals. U equals understanding, which was about understanding momentum cycles. P equals presence, which was there, or which was where I learned about meditation. E equals emotion, which is about staying in your center, not getting too high or too low, but being a sniper instead of a narcissist. And K equals knowledge, which is about personal development, reading books and listening to audios, which is where I got introduced to books like Thinking or Rich and How to Win Friends and Influence People. That course completely turned my life around. After 10 to 15 games in a row, scoring 10 to 15 points, my goal was to average 20 points a game or something like that, and I wanted to break the school record of 34 points in the game. As I was going throughout the course, mid-season is when I got to, to the section of presence, which is where I began meditating and learned a few mindfulness exercises. It was a game in a tournament. It was against Georgetown at Heritage Tournament. For the first time in my life, I decided to surrender to the present moment, not caring about if we won or how many points I scored, but just enjoyed the game. I was completely present, and I scored 21 points in the first half and ended the game with 31 points. It was all because I practiced meditation and the art of presence. A few weeks later, I broke out again and got to 37 points in a game and completed my goal. So I credit Taylor Allen and EDTX to introducing me to meditation. Basketball was always a huge part of my life and of course, led me into the spiritual path that I'm on today. A few years ago, or a few years later, <laughs> I was playing <laughs> basketball at Eureka College hit my goal of playing college basketball. And about two years in, once again, I was not getting what I wanted. Felt insecure, comparing myself to others, worried about what others think, afraid to be myself. I felt God guiding me into a new direction. I got introduced to online business, to entrepreneurship. I am Academy in trading Forex. When I first got involved with the company, I didn't know what to expect. I just knew that it was the right thing to do. I'd wanted to make money online so I could have the freedom to do what I want, whenever I want. And what, what always interested me was learning the secrets of the universe. I felt like there were things we weren't being told. That for me to find out, I would need to travel. And to travel, I need an income that wouldn't respect me to one location. After a few months of not taking it seriously, still not believing in myself, I then had a turning point in my life. A crossroads, you could call it. Where I had multiple tensions in my field. I could stay at home, being a college dropout, delivering pizzas, and maybe get another job or go back to school, or I could take a leap of faith and go after my goals. I decided to go all in 100%. Although I was unhealthy, unmotivated, depressed, and afraid of what others think, I took that leap. I traveled across the country, surrounded myself with the right people. I began to expose myself and gain proximity to people who had what I wanted. Wanted. I began to observe and model myself after mentors, people traveling around and making money online. I decided to clean my room, write down my affirmations, write down my goals, and make a commitment to myself to stay focused. I was learning things like plan your work and work your plan, how you do anything is how you do everything. I took a leap of faith and once again traveled across the country, and within less than a year, made six figures online, traveled over 30 states, and even a few countries. Everything was changing for me rapidly. I was now surrounded by millionaires. I was surrounded by people who were doing incredible things and making a huge impact in this world. However, there was a part of me that still wanted validation. I was still comparing myself to others. I began to lose authenticity. I learned about my ability to manifest and my powers to create whatever I want. And somewhere along the track, I began to forget why I started. And it was doing it to satisfy my ego instead of my soul. 
And I realized the more I was chasing recognition and trying to be better than others, wanting validation, the further I was running from my soul. I knew success was in my DNA, but knew God was leading me in another direction. I struggled and struggled trying to figure things out. Over the first four to five years of my meditation journey, I truly wasn't that consistent. Maybe meditating a few times a week, sometimes skipping weeks, and the pain and suffering eventually got so bad I had to surrender. After months and months of asking myself, why am I here? What's the point? What is my purpose? There has to be more to this. Finally, I surrendered and I met God. Truly began to connect with my higher self and find my true purpose in life. My purpose here is to evolve the human race and create the new earth. And to change the world, we must change ourselves. Through meditation, I've found peace of mind and clarity. I have found the access to information deep within my soul. I found the ability to let go of fear. I have healed past traumas. I have even connected with my past or parallel lives. I have taken a deep dive within and remembered who I really am. This is how I came to know my true name, which is Alicus. Yes, my name in this lifetime is Jorneko, but the name of my soul is Alicus. Okay, all right. I found this out first in a dream and second in a meditation by accessing the Akashic Records. The Akashic Records is a spiritual library of everything that's ever existed in the universe. We all have access to this library within ourselves through taking the spiritual path. I had to let go of my attachments to physical things. Let go of people, places, things, and beliefs that don't serve me. At first, it was very painful, but as becoming as become freeing, <laughs> the typo, <laughs> as I rarely feel any attachment to the physical world. God damn it! Learn how to edit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> meditation has freed me. It's all good. It's okay, because it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. All right. Now, meditation has freed me and connected me with my soul and with God. Whether you are a beginner like I was back in high school or considering change course in life like I was a year ago, I know this book will have something very impactful for your life. Chapter one, what is meditation? Meditation is the art of absorbing yourself fully into the present moment. Meditation is the art of allowing yourself to observe your thoughts without reaction. The ability to become aware of your thoughts, realizing that you're not your thoughts, you're the presence experiencing them. Common mistakes and misconceptions of meditation include thinking you need to control your thoughts. Also, oftentimes we can't get comfortable. Our excuses or beliefs telling telling ourselves that it's too hard, etc. Cetera, et cetera. There are many practical uses for meditation and some very simple steps to follow to make sure you get the result you're looking for. The first thing you must consider when meditating is what is your intention. It is to my awareness that our intentions are always met so long that we allow them to be met. There are three levels of consciousness that we go through. We go from the human victim to the soul, true nature, to the God, higher self, within us. We have different layers of thoughts and energies to go through. I like to call it vacuuming. We must vacuum our thoughts out of our mind, right? So imagine your mind is the carpet and all these thoughts are the dirt. Okay, so meditation is like vacuuming the dirt off your carpet. Okay, so your carpet is clean, your mind is clear. Okay? And the goal is to immerse yourself fully into the present moment. When you are truly, immensely present, there is no thought. For a beginner, I would suggest that your first goal is, to not, is not to stop thinking, but to, to allow your thoughts to be there without judgment. There are no strict rules when it comes to meditation. There are just some simple steps I have found useful to me that I'll be teaching you. This is not necessarily a book that needs to be read from beginning to end, although this is the audio version, but um, which I don't believe you can skip ahead if you want. Well, you, I guess you could skip ahead. Maybe we can bookmark it. I don't know. Probably not. I'm too lazy for that right now. Anyway, to end, rather a book you can come back to. Similarly, like a Bible, to read a verse. There are many uses for meditation, whether it's anxiety, clarity, peace of mind, healing pain, creating your future, expanding your vision, visualization, and so much more. 
We'll go over in detail, yet in a simple and practical way that you can med- uh, way that you can meditate for each specific intention. Here are common intentions I have found when meditating. One would be healing, two would be divine guidance, three clarity, and four peace of mind. They're the primary ones and really all that is needed. But you can get very fancy with meditation, as it is our superpower. Because meditation has taught me that the real world exists within yourself. The outer world reflects back to you how you feel and what you believe about it. Meditation has taught me how to become aware of my thoughts, familiar with my thoughts, and to observe them rather than to react. Because I am not my thoughts. I am the observer of my thoughts. And so are you. When you realize you're not your thoughts, it may raise the question, why am I thinking what I'm thinking? I can, I am actually thinking, or am I actually thinking, or are these thoughts coming in on autopilot? There are two primary types of thoughts, conscious, aka the ones we are aware of, and unconscious, aka the ones we are not aware of. Another phrase to explain what is meditation is becoming conscious of your unconscious thoughts. When you realize that you are not your past, but your past was just an experience, you begin to awaken or become conscious of that is not you. Therefore, choose future environments wisely so that you probably feed your garden, which is your mind. Also, for those that are advanced at meditating and would like to know more secrets, like learning deeper information about your soul, those that are looking for ascension tips, head to the back of the book. Chapter 5, going over meditation for ascension, where we go over advanced techniques, which are simple but esoteric concepts. And tools you can use to go deeper within yourself. One of the greatest lessons meditation has taught me is freedom comes from detachment. Letting go of attachments to all people, places, things, and beliefs. You're not your beliefs. Rather, try on beliefs like a hat. You know, if you like the hat, like the way it looks, like the way it feels, you know, keep wearing it. But if not, take it off and put on another hat instead, okay? Now, realize that ascension is about letting go of attachments. You are not your experiences. You're having an experience. Meditation is the easiest way to an ego death. The ego only lives in the past. When you realize you're not your past, your past is an experience, then you become free in this moment. Another thing to realize, no matter how bad or negative your thoughts get, is that you are always one meditation away from completely freeing your mind, releasing resistance, and raising your vibration. The key is to surrender. Surrender to this moment now. Meditation isn't always about just sitting down and closing your eyes. Meditation can be just walking on the beach or nature or sitting there being present, watching a movie or listening to your loved ones. Remember, there's many definitions which are relevant for different situations. But meditation is my superpower and it can be your superpower too. Immerse yourself fully into the present moment where you forget you are in a body. When you get into the deeper levels of meditation, you really experience the goal of the whole process, which is experiencing what I like to call the void. The key to meditating for ascension is to become nothing, which gives you access to anything you want because you are connected to everything energetically. Meditation will show you that everything you want already exists within you. With that being said, let's get into the rest of the book in more detail. Why? Chapter 2. Why? That was a typo again. Chapter two, why and how to meditate. There are many reasons to meditate, and I will now go over them. Remember, as we went over in the first chapter, meditation is becoming aware or familiar with your thoughts. Meditation is absorbing yourself fully into the present moment. Once you have allowed your thoughts to cross your awareness, you sit there long enough, you get into the deeper states of presence which allow greater access to what I call divine guidance. Now, there is no one right or wrong way to meditate. There are many reasons 
to meditate. The main ones I have found, and we will categorize based off these five intentions. One, clarity. Two, peace of mind. Three, healing trauma. Four, divine guidance. Five, visualization. And six, ascension. That's six, not five. But that's okay, because we're not perfect. Okay, anyway, the deeper you go within yourself, the more access to the secrets of the universe you'll get. Because everything in the entire universe exists within yourself. You want to know the secrets of the universe thinks in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, as Nikola Tesla once said. Now, briefly, I will go over each intention so you know which chapter to skip to next. There are very simple steps for each that when followed, you will get amazing results. Regardless of what your intention is, there are basic steps that you must know to get ideal results. The easiest way to meditate is to keep meditating. Don't let the difficulty of your first few tries get to you. Keep going. It will be worth it. Some tricks to stay consistent, the time of day, uh, setting alarms, setting timers, right? guided meditations, meditation journals. Let me be a little more specific here. So if you give yourself a set time of the day, let's say set time in the morning and a set time at night, and you set an alarm to remind yourself to do it, and then when you do the meditation, set a timer for how long you're going to be sitting there and just agree to sit there until the timer goes off, it, it'll help you stay consistent, especially in the beginning. And if you have trouble guiding your thoughts, allow a guided meditation to guide your thoughts for you. And the meditation journal is to help you track what you what comes up in the meditation. So to give you kind of like some something to look back on to give you context for your next meditation. And it's very helpful and useful. I found that one of the best ways to create a new habit is to prioritize the habit into your schedule. Whether you need to put it on your calendar, your schedule, your to-do list, whatever it takes, sticky notes, index cards, etc., are a good way to remind yourself of what is important to do. Remember, what is out of sight is out of mind. The key to meditation success is making it a part of your lifestyle. The great Aristotle once said, we become what we repeatedly do. Therefore, quality is not an act, but a habit. You see, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right, as Henry Ford said. Now, one thing I have done that helped me when I got first started was I studied many videos about meditation and read books about it. I found that when you aren't sure how to do something, the best thing you can do is begin researching or asking someone who does know. Also, the best and number one most recommended time to meditate is right as you wake up. Within the first five minutes, ideally, while your mind is in a foggy state, the easier it is for you to get to blank canvas, aka receptive mode, to receive divine guidance. It is great to receive clarity and peace of mind when the time is needed, but we can move past that and tap into our higher states of intuition as well. However, whether you are a beginner going through pain and looking for peace, or you are a more seasoned meditator, ooh, seasoned, looking for an extra tip to take it to the next level, ask yourself this question. How long should I meditate? So uh, heading into the next paragraph here. At first, five to 10 minutes is great. I would aim at getting to 15 minutes as a first milestone and 30 minutes as a second milestone if you're looking for some type of context if you're like if you've barely meditated before like how long should i meditate yeah if, if it's like your first time dude you know do five to ten minutes and to get yourself going but then get, get to that 15 minute mark 15 minute mark is a pretty good spot to start and if you do 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes at night that's decent and then when you're ready to scale up more get to 30 minutes next and you do 30 minutes morning 30 minutes night you're in a really good spot as far as your like spiritual connectivity and your you know higher shades of intuition okay so now, depending on what state of mind you are in when entering the meditation will determine how long it takes for your intention to be met. Remember, the key to meditation in life in general is to know that is know what you want out of it and clearly set your intention. Also, keep a meditation journal as important information about your life will come up. 
and part of the process of meditating is becoming familiar with your thoughts. My most insane breakthroughs have come from A, deep meditations, and B, journaling after the meditation, and C, following the guidance with massive action received in the meditation. This is what I'm really excited to share with you guys, which has changed my life forever, is learning how to access infinite intelligence or God within myself, where you know exactly what to do and when to do it. This is called divine guidance. If you would like to learn more about divine guides, you can go ahead, you can go head over to that chapter. Now, so there are five main steps to take pre-meditation as a, as a checklist. One, grab your meditation journal and a pen. Two, find a quiet and dark place. Three, grab your headphones. Four, set your intention. Physically write it on your paper. Five, get comfortable as possible, either seated crisscross in a chair or lying flat on your back, but ultimately whatever is comfortable and keeping the spine straight is key. Keeping the spine straight is key, it really is. Because you gotta stay comfortable. You gotta stay comfortable so you can stay still. Because when you stay still, you can uh, detach from the idea that you're in a body. There are five main steps to take during the meditation as checklist. One, imagine you're at a train station and your thoughts are trains driving by. Your job is to allow the trains or thoughts to go by without jumping in. Two, focus on your breath. Breathe in deeply from the base of your spine and up through your heart and into your pineal gland, which is located in your brain. Three, allow whatever thoughts to be there without judgment or reaction. Four, focus on your breath. Now, depending on what your intention is, we will give you the next steps in the following chapters. Head over to chapter three for meditation for clarity, chapter four for meditation for peace of mind, chapter five for healing trauma, chapter six for ascension secrets. It is my knowing that you seek for, you what you seek for, you shall find. I believe in you and I'm excited for you. Your soul is begging to express through you. There are five main steps to take after the meditation checklist. One, slowly open your eyes as you are coming back to the physical world. There's actually three steps. Two, begin writing what is important for you to remember. I have a process to remember what is, what is important during your meditation without having to keep it in your mind or write any early. It's called bookmarking, okay? Three, enjoy presence and freedom from overthinking. Enjoy clarity, divine guidance, peace, whatever you are looking for. So to go over there in more detail, okay? So when you, when you get out of your meditation, you're, for, you're going to be adjusting back to physical reality. And if you truly surrender deep in the meditation, it's going to be like, you're going to be like, oh shit, where am I? You're going to be like, oh fuck. Like if you go through the deep meditation, that's how you're going to feel. You're going to be like, where am I? And you're like, oh yeah, here I am. I'm in this living room. Oh shoot, where was I? And then you're like, oh God, this deep, right? And then you come back to the physical world. So write down what you remember, da 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 right? And, you know, it's a bookmark. So what a bookmark is, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're surrendered to your meditation. You get a download pop in. It's like, hey, you know, do this. Hey, talk to this person. Create this. Uh, make a video about this. Um, ask this person a question. You know, um, oh, yeah, in the past, that thing you're wondering about, yeah, that's why it happened. Oh, yeah, in the future, that thing, yeah, it's like you're going to get, like, detailed information, little little piece of uh, nuggets going to drop in there. So the way you keep in mind is called bookmarking. So you don't have to hold in your mind so you can let go. It's just like visualize it to the side, like the top left corner of your screen. One, two, three, four, five. Number one is, you know, wear an orange shirt tomorrow. Number two is, you know, go see your grandma. Number three is, you know, meditate longer next time. Number four is, you know, don't eat late. In, you know what I mean? Whatever it is. So you bookmark it. You can come back to remember. Hopefully that makes sense. I don't know if it does. Anyway, after a series of days, weeks, months, you'll get really good at this. 
Only if you practice consistently. The key to meditation is with anything is consistency. You will learn as you go. It's not about being perfect, but just to be consistent. Meditate at the same time as each day. I recommend once every morning and once every night. It is okay to virtually meditate whenever you can fit it in, but the earlier in the day, the better. <laughs> also, meditating late night is powerful as well, so you can take nothing from today to tomorrow. So you can experience tomorrow without any filters from the past. Wow. Chapter three, meditating for clarity. When solving problems, I always seek awareness of both the pain and the pleasure. The pain we are avoiding and the pleasure we are moving towards. So here, so there are a few reasons you have flipped to this chapter. One, you want to find clarity in your life. Two, you're curious to know more. Three, you're experiencing overthinking. Four, you're experiencing confusion. Five, you have decisions to make. So let's break it down. If you're confused, what are you confused about? Ask yourself that question. Along with meditation, the key to solving problems. I found it to be A, trust yourself, but B, just journal your thoughts and put it on paper. The key here, while you're either meditating or just journaling, the idea is to become familiar with your thoughts. Become familiar with your thoughts is powerful because you are not your thoughts. So the importance about this chapter is not to get into all the details of how all this works. The point is to get you the result. So flip back to chapter two and get the pre-meditation checklist, or I may just copy and paste it right here, and I ended up, I ended up just copy and pasting it right there, and I didn't edit that out because fuck it, YOLO. Um, so there are, there are five main steps to take pre-meditation as a checklist. One, grab your meditation journal and a pen. Two, find a quiet and dark place. Three, grab your headphones. Four, set your intention physically right in your paper. Five, get comfortable as possible. Either seated crisscross in a chair or lying flat on your back, but ultimately whatever is comfortable and keeping the spine straight. This will conclude part one of Meditation Secrets. It's, it ends up, it's actually a little bit longer than I thought it was going to be. So it's going to be like this times two. So we'll do another, we'll do part two. Uh, my back's getting kind of stiff. So I'm going to do, you know, do some stretching or some yoga or something like that. And we'll be back on here, get part two in. But hope you guys enjoy yeah let's go check out the book on amazon if you'd like to catch the paperback copy you can find the link in my bio description you know check that book i'll keep it with you when you meditate it'll help you quite a bit it always helps me hello there and welcome to the new earth podcast Medita- meditation secrets part two page 27 continued from the last episode You may have very specific problems or situations in your life that you want clarity on. If so, clarity, clarify that. When it comes to meditating for clarity, it is important to note this. The key here is getting past your surface level of thought, aka thought on the realm of the egoic mind. Although it is important to note that the key to clarity is to let go of thought. What? Oh my God, the key to clarity is let go of thought. That makes no sense because I have to figure it out, right? Nope, that's that's where that's where we're wrong, okay? That's when a lot of times we can be wrong. See, let go of trying to solve the problem. Just allow your thoughts to pass through. The key to breakthrough is surrender, okay? The, keys, the key to breakthrough is surrender. I have found that time and time again, my greatest breakthroughs come right after the point of A, trying to control everything and finally surrender, or B, so much pain and confusion that I give up and fully surrender. <laughs> so see, it's, it's always surrender. Surrender is the key, okay? Understanding the three main levels of consciousness are key to tapping into clarity as well. 
when you realize that your ego is in the valley, this is an analogy, your ego is in the valley and your higher self is on the mountain and you can then surrender to your, your ego, allow your higher self to give you the answer. Because if you're the ego in the valley trying to figure out how to get up the mountain, there's a tree in the way, the bush in the way, it looks too far, it looks impossible, there's probably a bear up there, it's going to eat you. You're like, fuck, what do I do? But then your higher self's on the mountains like, dude, I'm already here. Like, get the fuck up here. Like, here, I'm, I'm going to move that tree. That doesn't even, you just, here, come this way. And, but a lot of times we try to figure it out and we don't want to surrender because we got to figure it out ourselves, right? Because the answer exists within yourself before your mind could think of the question. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let me, let me say that again. The answer existed within yourself before your mind could think of the question. The answer existed within yourself before your mind could think of the question. It is also important to know <clears throat> You can't solve a problem with the same state of thinking that created it. So once again, write down in your journal the word clarity and get as specific or not as specific as you need or want. There's no wrong way to do this. Ultimately, do what works for you. Remember, your ego won't find the answer. So the key is to surrender control. Get past the surface level of thought. Get to the point when you are no longer looking for an answer or asking a question. Wow. Let me say it again. You want to get to the point when you are no longer looking for the answer. You're no longer even asking a question. That's what surrender is. You're letting go of the thought of even having a question. That is surrender. You're letting go of all thought. That is when you can see the answer was there the whole time because you are the answer you're looking for. The key to understanding, I have come to, well, God damn, damn, that's deep, fuck. It's true. That's true. That's real shit. The key, oh damn, the key understanding, I have come, ooh, that one got me, that one got me, shit, I'm gonna say it again, I'm gonna say it again, I'm gonna do it, god, dude, that's good, so, uh, so, mm, remember, your ego won't find the answer, so the key is to surrender control, get past the surface level of thought, get to the point when you are no longer looking for an answer or asking a question, that is when you can see the answer was there the whole time because you are the answer. The key to understanding I have come to is that you are the answer. And what I mean by that is your soul already knows. Your heart already knows. But oftentimes we have a cloud of thoughts that fog up our vision. You are the light, the sunshine. And when you shine your light on mine, you can see the answer was there the whole time key point of realization is also knowing your heart is your compass the mind is a tool that you can use to focus on objectives but letting go of outcome is another way to improve clarity give yourself clear to find goals and intentions and keep your mind clear from random programming information that is not needed to hit your goal stay focused keep your mind clear and meditations become much easier as there, as there is less unnecessary surface clutter in your mind so you can easily reach a state of feeling really good and feeling really grateful in your meditations. Four, meditating for peace of mind. Chapter four. This one is for the anxious folks. If you feel you're experiencing anxiety, this chapter is for you. Realize that anxiety is perfectly okay to experience. It is a natural emotion that arises when we worry about the future. Try not to pay attention to the squeaky chair. It is what it is. The square is squeaky. It didn't mean to be squeaky. This chair did not ask to be squeaky. It's just how it was born. Okay? But understand this. 
You are not a victim. You are not your past. Your past was an experience. Labels need time to survive. Ooh. When you step into the present moment, you enter the fifth dimension and no longer live by your labels. You become the presence experiencing this moment. You don't have anxiety. It's not a disease. It's an emotion. And you're labeling yourself as someone who has anxiety will make it much more difficult to reach peace of mind because you hold a belief about yourself which restricts your ability to feel peace. Let me say it again. Let me say that again. You've, be you've become the presence experience in this moment. You don't have anxiety. Let me say this again. You do not have anxiety. It's not a disease. It's an emotion. And you labeling yourself as someone who has anxiety will make it much more difficult to reach peace of mind because you hold a belief about yourself which restricts your ability to feel peace. Oh my God. Damn, bro. And you labeling yourself as someone who has anxiety will make it much more difficult to reach peace of mind because you hold a belief about yourself which restricts your ability to feel peace. Okay? Realize how beliefs work. And that can be a tough pill to swallow because I felt it before. I, whenever, whenever I feel anxious, it's like, fuck, I'm in, I have anxiety. Fuck this shit. Fuck you. I do have anxiety, bitch. And, you're, and that's probably what you're thinking. But the truth is, and we all know it, it's just a belief. It is. It's just a belief. We got to change how we look at ourselves. We got to change the beliefs because we do have the control to take our power back. We do. We have the control to take our power back at the end of the day. Okay? And we don't have to be a victim forever. We can simply decide to be a creator, to take our power back. Nothing is true. Everything is a self-fulfilling prophecy. <clears throat> the power of belief can move mountains. You're not your beliefs. Beliefs are nothing more than a thought or a thought pattern that you think repeatedly. If you tell yourself the same story about who you think you are, that story will be true so long that you accept that story. But to change your reality, aka change your state of being from anxiety to peace, you must let go of the belief that you have anxiety. It takes one meditation to get rid of your anxiety. One meditation, okay? Not you don't need to you don't need to take multiple meditations to get rid of your anxiety because anxiety is an emotion that you can release in one moment. <clears throat> well, no, that's not true because I have anxiety. Because my mom said I have it, my doctor says I have it, and I have it, okay? Because when I meditate, it doesn't work. Okay, that is a belief. It is. It is just a belief. It's all it is. It's a belief. Because when you when you have a successful meditation, you've released your anxiety. And it's gone. And that can be scary for your ego. To let go of the idea that you have anxiety. That can be a very scary thing to think that you can actually feel peace. Okay? When you're not used to feeling it. It can be very scary. That's an ego death in of itself. Okay? So, anxiety is just your mind trying to escape the present moment. Realize how thoughts work can really help you experiencing or realizing how thoughts work can really help you with experiencing anxiety. Medicate meditation is your cure, not pills. And I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer in that. I will now teach and if you believe your pills are working for you, then go for it all day long. But I from my experience, you don't need anything outside of yourself. Okay, at the end of the day. You're not dependent upon anything. Okay, because you have the power. Now I will teach you of the magic 68 second rule. As mentioned in the works of Jiren S. Ricks in Napoleon Hill, you get what you think about most of the time, whether you want it or not. Faith and fear are both emotions about a future that hasn't happened yet. One thing you can do to release your fear is mentally accept your situation and consider the worst case scenario, virtually running the emotion out of your body. 
So getting back into the 68 second rule, the reason maybe you may be overthinking is because you unconsciously begin to thinking about something that made you feel bad. And the way law of attraction works is this. The first thing the law of attraction attracts is more like thoughts. When you think of thought for as little as 17 seconds, combustion occurs and more th like thoughts join. This can work for or against you. Become conscious of your unconscious thoughts today by realizing the best way to stay present and have peace of mind is have what I call cancel out affirmations. Cancel out affirmations are a go-to phrase to call out your negative thought patterns. Realize you can't get rid of negative thoughts. You can only replace them. It's okay uh, not to get too caught up into the understanding of how all this works. I'm simply offering perspective which may help you understand. Follow your flow. Follow your bliss. Follow your peace. This will keep you in a state of peace of mind. Remember, my definitions for meditation are this. Meditation is the art of absorbing yourself into the present moment. Meditation is becoming familiar with your thoughts. So if you can become aware of your unconscious thoughts that feel bad before they reach 17 seconds, you can stop the negative thinking cycle before it starts. You reset your thought cycle by reprogramming with positive affirmations or go to cancel out phrase. For example, I'm lucky. I'm blessed. Everything always works out for me. Good things always happen to me. You know, choose thoughts that make you feel good. Now, I will say this. There are certain foods and dietary choices that can restrict our ability of transmitting thought for 68 seconds, such as artificial sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup, and, you know, certain processed foods in excess amounts can actually um, make it quite difficult for us to uh, clarify and focus the thought, Okay. So you're going to want to, you know, cleanse it out of your body as, as much as possible, as much as you can. Now, once you think a like thought pattern for as little as 68 seconds, the physical manifestation process has now begun. The universe is now sending you people, circumstances, situations, events to match the frequency of that thought. And so long as you maintain that frequency, like manifestations will continue occurring in your reality. So remember, for peace of mind, the key is to enter a flow state, to be free of thought, or at the very least, conscious really replace your bad feeling thought with a good feeling thought and continue the good feeling thought in your head but with your words your words are very powerful in redirecting your bad feeling thoughts into good feeling thoughts now getting into meditations realize that your surface level of thought is the ego the ego lives in time your higher self lives outside of time and space therefore can see anything you need to see you have access to your higher self by going within and letting go of control the key to finding peace is letting go of everything that is not necessary for this now moment. Let go of all attachments to people, places, things, and beliefs that don't fit your future. You're capable of anything that you set your mind to. And peace of mind is your greatest form of wealth. You are powerful beyond measure. Meditation can be your greatest superpower. No matter how far away you think you are vibrationally, you can always gradually move. Your vibration of the emotional scale. Feel as good as you can right now and keep feeling better. Don't allow your thoughts to use you. You use your thoughts. Your mind is either controlling you or you are controlling it. From time to time, we need to do things to get outside of our comfort zone and show our mind who is boss. This can be called a stretch experience or a diamondization experience, you know, because diamonds do form under pressure. Self-love is another key to peace of mind. When you love yourself, you loosen up and you don't care too much about little details of life. You are worthy. You are whole. You are complete. Accept yourself as you are without expectation. Focus on your breath and attention into your heart space. 
Put your awareness on your inner being. Feel your breath take you into your body. In times of my great, my greatest stress, confusion, worry, doubt, fear, and it can be very painful when we are afraid and don't know what to do. But ultimately, but know ultimately yourself and God is all you need. You are the creator of your reality. No matter how bad your situation is, you have the ability to dictate how you are going to feel. The easiest thing for you to control when it comes to feeling peace of mind are five things. Number one, focus on your breath. Take deep breaths for as long as needed. Right? Two, go for a walk. Listen to your favorite song, whatever makes you feel good. Three, use words wisely to redirect thought, right? To make you feel better. Four, read books, positive information, stop random program and scrolling on social media from distracting you from your goals. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Okay. Chapter five, meditating for visualization. Meditating for visualization is a very powerful tool. I have found what goes hand in hand with your meditations is what you are allowing to enter your mind when your eyes are open. Visualization is a great tool because you can see anything with your eyes closed. The first section of this chapter I would like to get into is called dream building. Dream building is when you look at images or physically go places and touch things that you potentially want that will make your visualization meditation much easier. This is how you get into your, the actual meditation. The key is to get past your waking state of consciousness. You must get your ego out of the way, aka uh, vacuum out all thoughts that are on the surface level. Try The goal of every meditation is to surrender all thought to the present moment. In the present moment, all possibilities exist. When you let go completely and fully surrender to the present moment, you realize you can get access to anything in any moment because you are not your thoughts. You're the presence experiencing them. And once you've gotten to a blank state, it should only take moments. Simply visualize in specific detail exactly what you, what you want and why you want it and how it's going to make you feel. Really crank up the feeling. Get to the point of feeling like you are physically experiencing it. Your subconscious mind does not know the difference between fact and fiction, right? You become what you think about most of the time, okay? So a lot of times, you got to test yourself to trust yourself, okay? Test yourself to trust yourself. Now, anyway, getting into the more advanced side of visualization now, we will now begin talking about timelines. Okay, this is a little bit more on the esoteric side of things, but however, we're going to get into it. A timeline is a potentiality in your field. So technically speaking, there are infinite possibilities in the quantum field. However, there are typically about three to five, three to five primary timelines you can choose. For example, choice A, you keep your job. Choice B, you start a new business. Choice C, you travel the world. You know, choice D, you do fucking nothing. Okay, anyway, uh, each choice is its own timeline and already exists in the field. And by you meditating for visualization, you can time travel into the future and experience those timelines mentally without having to experience it physically. I have found one of the best ways to make decisions is by visualizing potentials and choosing what feels like me. Once you have clarified the timeline you are choosing, that time has a specific feeling or frequency. And once you know what that feels like, you connect yourself to that energy, which gives you access to those thoughts. The more you meditate on a specific future event, the clearer the image in your mind will get. Chapter 6. Meditating for Healing Trauma. In this chapter, we will be going over shadow work, 
feeling your pain, healing your trauma, self-forgiveness, and healing your inner child. This is one of the most powerful chapters for releasing resistance and expanding your awareness of self. The first step to healing your past trauma is becoming aware of the trauma. And the way to find the trauma is to first become aware of a belief about yourself you're still holding onto. This belief will come in the form of resistance in your feel. Since you are a spiritual being having a human experience, you are pure love and light. And any emotions that is not love that are not love are not you. Okay? It is emotional baggage that you're carrying from a past experience. So what I like to call a reference experience. For example, for me, I had beliefs about feeling unworthy, and I trace that belief back to my experience in basketball and relationships with women. You know, back in uh, eighth grade, heading into freshman year of high school, my girlfriend had broken up with me, and my entire sense of self and identity was in that relationship, and then I felt unworthy of achieving success. So then I put all my effort and energy into playing basketball, and it was like nothing I did was good enough. I just kept working hard, 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 and just wouldn't get that result. This came from a trauma. So, so what begins to happen over time of feeling trauma in our body is we begin to de- identify with the pain. We begin to speak that we are just a depressed person. I'm just depressed and you are depressed. You see, you're experiencing the emotion of depression. And let's first understand what depression is. Depression occurs when your higher self or you know your true self, you, you no longer want to play this fake character. Like you're, you're just no longer being authentic. You've outgrown the current version of you. That's a depression. In other words, emotions are trapped in your body. You're not allowing yourself to express your true feelings. AKA suppression of emotion leads to depression. Expression of emotion leads to joy. Okay, let me say that again. Let me rephrase that because that was kind of typed weird. So when you suppress your true feelings, okay, so when you don't express yourself, that leads to depression because the emotions get trapped in the body. However, when you do express your true emotions and feelings, that leads to joy because you feel good about yourself. So, so to release our pain, we must first feel our pain. If we are avoiding our pain, we are suppressing it, which leads to depression. If we are resisting our pain, the pain persists. So the key to healing is to feel what you are feeling and ask yourself, well, why am I feeling this? Your inner being will know the answer. It is critical that you don't unconsciously create a victim identity out of your shadow. Okay? Now, allow your shadow to be there. But one of the best ways to heal your shadow is to cry. Release your shadow. Release your pain. Love your shadow. Integrate your shadow. But you are not a victim, okay? And you are not your past. Your past was an experience. You are the present experience this moment. Vibrating the energy of your choice. Creating your future. You're always creating something. And just, just to know, there's no judgment at all in the shadow. And it's okay if you feel like a victim. It's a, very, it's a natural response. Fear response, especially things going on right now. It's okay to feel that. But just know that you're not that ultimately at the end of the day but it's okay to feel that it's okay so the point is to heal your pain not to become your pain okay oh my god you don't need to sit in it for that long okay there's a difference between feeling the wound and feeding the wound they're two different things so perhaps maybe a 30 minute one hour or even two hour meditation session you know feel it release it and move on whenever it comes back up no, okay, two hours is a long time, and that's I've only done that a couple of times. But it does; it it will get the job done. If you if you can surrender for two hours, you're gonna be good. You're, I can tell you that you're gone. You're good. If you can sit there for two hours, that takes surrender, though. That takes like humility to sit there in two hours and feel like a baby. You know, feel like a bee, right? I mean, I don't want to judge it, but I feel like that's what you know. People see growing up, I would be you know if I cry, if I'm a baby. Oh yeah, you're just a little bitch. You're like a little baby, cry baby. Grown men are supposed to be tough. 
you can't cry, you're a loser. And that scene, so I had, I was always judging my shadow, you know, early in my journey, judging it because I'm afraid to cry because, you know, I'm, I'm just a little girl, you know, and it's just not right, just not right to think like that. It's, it's just not, we got to express ourselves. We got to allow ourselves to cry, especially as men, you know what I mean? So this would be some of your most painful meditations at the beginning because it will be, because you're, we will be releasing your traumas and it's painful to release your traumas, okay, it is, but once it's released, you feel like free, like, oh, this is the real me, I feel like myself again, that's what you feel like, and a lot of times, you'll even feel like, I've never felt this much like myself ever, and you'll be like, oh my god, who am I, because this is, I've never felt this good, and that's how you actually feel, it's pretty insane, right, so you must be willing to die before death, all right, that sounds kind of harsh, but the ego death leads to the true life, the true self, so, and realize there is no death. There is just ego death. Your spirit never dies. It is eternal. Only your body is temporary. Shadow work is the process of releasing resistance, the process of shedding away of what is not you. So the real you, true, uh, true essence, divine presence of your light can shine through. Healing can take some time, but it doesn't need to be a very long process. It can take as long as it needs to, but it can be done rather quickly. If you're willing to do the work of course do whatever you please but my voice would be to take as much time as you need but don't create a victim out of your shadow if you can avoid and that, that that was my perspective at the time and however since then i do feel a little bit more compassionate about the shadow realm and about you know the, the whole idea of feeling like a victim that was my perspective at the time when i wrote this about six or seven months ago but i do feel that you know we must have compassion for ourselves and allow ourselves if you want to be a victim and feel like a victim all day be that victim, dude. Feel like it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it for however long you need, dude. But just know that it's you're not the victim. You're not. You're not a victim at the end of the day. Just know that, okay? And release resistance. Ultimately, going to the root of your pain and feeling it to release it is just one way to look at it. Okay? It's not always needed. Sometimes we can just meditate and release the attachment to the past, and that is good enough. Uh, whatever works for you. Let go of what is not you so the real you shines through. And then we're talking about emotions here. Emotions. Once again, journaling can be very powerful. For example, there may be a part of you that resists taking action or is afraid of doing certain things. You can begin getting creative and ask questions such as, why am I feeling this? Why am I thinking this? And listen to the answer. And is the answer coming from your mind, a program, or from your heart, guidance? Remember, you're not your thoughts. You're the presence experiencing them. All right. And we're going to conclude this here. And we're going to actually be going over to a part three. Next, which you can find, we'll be going over Meditation for Divine Guidance and Ascension Secrets, followed by the uh, Ascension Vocabulary. See you guys in the next one. Like to work with me one-on-one -on -one or buy my course on Ascension, you can send me a message on Instagram at Teachings of Alicus. Hi there, and welcome to the New Earth Podcast. This is Jordan Eckle, the Teachings of Alicus. The key to finding clarity, peace of mind, healing, and divine guidance. All right, let's get it. Meditation Secrets Part 3, going into Divine Guidance and Ascension Secrets. So, in this chapter, we will go over Divine Guidance. You are divinely guided at all times. I feel like a grandpa reading his grandchildren Christmas books right now. That's what I feel like. I'm just sitting there by the campfire, uh, you know, outside. Uh, or by the fire. Matter of fact, I'm by the fireplace with my blanket. Just imagine I'm sitting there, you know, reading you this book, okay? Because I'm, I'm reading the book. 
I'm, I'm in my blanket. I got my blanket on with the fireplace, and you're sitting there. You're sitting there with a cup of uh, hot cocoa, saying, "Okay, Grandpa, tell me what's next." All right, then that's how you. That's how we. That's how I'm visualizing this. Okay. Anyway, in this chapter, we will go over divine guidance. You are divinely guided at all times. This is where we will go over connecting with your spirit guides or with God. Sorry about the chair. Um, since the truest energy of you. AKA your true nature is your connection to source energy. You are pure love. It is simple as this. Step one, go to a dark, quiet place. Step two, get comfortable. Step three, set intention to receive divine guidance. Step four, be still, surrender everything from the past. Immerse yourself into the present moment. Focus on your breath. Allow yourself to receive the guidance. Oftentimes I've found that the guidance was there the entire time. But the ego can get in the way and hold on to thought outside of the present moment. One of the best ways to receive divine guidance is to raise your vibration. At any time you're unclear on what to do, become aware that you aren't fully connected or don't need to know yet. Staying present is key. And let me add on another thing here. Anytime that uh, you're unclear on what to do, you could be focused on the wrong side of the training balance scale, focusing on the how instead of what you actually want, okay? So don't worry about the future. Rather, use those thoughts to create instead, okay? And if you're wondering about the training balance scale, we, we'll get into that more in a, in a future uh, video. I believe we have videos on this topic, actually. A training balance scale, it's one of the basics of success. And I'll, and I'll go over it briefly here for those of you wondering and asking. Um, the, the basis of success is state that 99, 90 to 99% of success is, is the dream. It's, it's your goal. It's what you want. It's, it's why you want it, right? It's the feeling. It's your thoughts. It's your attitude. It's your belief. Whereas one to 10% is the how it's the strategy. It's the plan. It's the work. So if you're unclear on what to do, it could be because you're unclear of what you want. Okay. So get clear on what you want first. That's always the first step, right? Especially when it comes to divine guidance as well. Okay, because if you know what you want, you can know what to ask for. And then that's just on the level of the ego, but on the level of the soul, you already know what you want. You already know who you are. You already know what you are. And when you surrendered, you received that answer that was there the whole time. So don't worry about the future. Rather, use your thoughts to create the future, okay? Because worry is negative goal setting. Focus on the reality you prefer. The key steps of receiving divine guidance is having clear intentions. Infinite potentials exist in the quantum field. You are not your past. Your past was an experience. You're the present experience in this moment. Vibrating the energy of your choice, consciously creating your future. Anytime you catch yourself drifting into the past or the future, that's fine. I see it as this. You consciously create everything in your life. Because if you're not consciously creating it, you're unconsciously creating it. So you might as well create what you want. So anyway, your energy exists within everything in this universe. Oh my God. Oh. And the whole universe exists within yourself. Everything you want already exists within yourself, within your own DNA. Get clear and specific to the T. Detail of exactly what you want. You are the creator of your reality. And as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, like, I am just reading this book. And I wrote this book like six months ago. And I'm like, God, there are some, there are some you know, interesting things in here that I'm like, God, I, you know, God, I'm like, sometimes like, am I perfect? Sometimes I feel like I have imposter syndrome. I'm like, I'm not taking my own advice. I'm not practicing what I preach. I'm not perfect. 
you know, but a lot of times we know things, you know, a lot of times we know things and we can't, we don't do everything we know, but a lot of times, but I've found for me by teaching things, it helps hold me accountable to apply it as well. And it, and it helps you guys as well. You know, so I don't sit here and act like I'm perfect or anything like that, but you know, I like to share what I know, what I've experienced and you know, what helps me, you know, anyway, at the end of the day, because separation illusion, let's, why not help each other out? Why, why wait till we're perfect to, to release something? you know, release a video or a book or a podcast. Why not just share it? We know now. I mean, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be at this elite level. I mean, cause we'll, we'll never get there. That's, that's the truth guys. You know, success is, it's a moving target. It's a moving target. You never get there. It's a, it's a moving target. You never get there. So, you know, that, with that being said, you, you are the creator of your reality. You're receiving divine guidance from the divine, AKA your higher self, your spirit guides or God, whatever we want to call it. Another key component in receiving divine guidance is this perspective, okay? Become nothing, aka get to the void, and because becoming nothing gives you access to anything within yourself because you are connected to everything energetically. You think a thought, you access that frequency, and your universe gives you an image and a feeling. This can only be done once you have a clear mind. This is next level type of meditation. However, it's very simple when you know how to do it. Meditation is absorbing yourself fully into the present moment. It is becoming familiar with your thoughts. It is taking control over your reality. You have the power. You are the power. Divine guidance is within yourself. God is within yourself. All the answers are within yourself and always existed there before you could ask a question. If you are ever at a point where even meditation doesn't give you enough guidance. Going to a water fast, extended out with intention, will give that breakthrough you are looking for. Remember this always. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way you're right. Okay, Henry Ford again. And if those those water fasts are real. Those water fasts are some real shit, man. Those water fasts are real shit. God damn, they are. They are. Nothing is true. Everything's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You get what you think about most of the time. Let me talk about some water fasts real quick here because water fast they can be like extremely painful and excruciating but then so freeing because what happens is and this is why because when we're water fasting we are facing the emotions we otherwise would avoid by eating and those emotions can be very painful but once we get them to the surface we're able to process them and release them and maybe it's gonna be a lot of times when i fast i'm crying like the whole time i'm crying and it's like Oh my God, I'm going to die. But it's not that you're dying. It's just that your traumas are leaving your body and you're so used to identifying as those traumas and as those limitations that when you finally lose those limitations and those traumas, it's like, oh my God, I'm so powerful and it freaks you out. Like, oh fuck, I can do anything. And that's how I feel when I fast. And you know, sometimes I've been like avoiding my fasting just because of that, you know, because part of me maybe that wants to still unconsciously identify as a victim as well. But anyway, you know, we become what we repeatedly do. And, and therefore success, quality is not an act, but a habit. Okay, so nothing is true. Remember this. This is a key core belief of mine that, you know, it's quite frankly, just a fact. Nothing is true. Everything's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay, nothing is true. Everything is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You do what you think about most of the time. So by you doing this over and over again, it'll become a part of you and become almost redundant. But it... It, it, it was making it, it was making sick of your brain because your body will know how to do it better than your mind, which is the goal. Not to do this once or twice, but to make this a part of you. There's nothing you can do better that you can do than connect with divine guidance or God within yourself. The key to oh my God, the key to uh, I did hiccup. 
The key to understanding this all is releasing. You are connected to everything. Fundamentally speaking, you are the universe. The whole universe exists within yourself. Therefore, you have access to everything. You are connected to everything. You are capable of anything you set your mind to. So since you are connected to everything, what that means essentially is imagine your higher self on top of the mountain again. At the same minute. This is a good analogy though. Imagine your higher self on top of the mountain and it is looking down at you. In the valley, from the viewpoint of your higher self, you have access to all potential timelines, aka which trail you're going to take up the mountain. And a lot of times you at the valley is like, should I take this trail? Should I take that trail? Or should I take this trail? Fuck, what do I do? Let me sit here and twiddle my thumbs. Fuck. Fuck it, I'm going to go back to the car. It's too cold anyway. Right? And then that's what we do a lot of times. And we don't want to go up the mountain. Okay, because it's afraid. It's scary. There's a bear that's going to eat us. Okay, we didn't pack enough food. Fuck it. You know, fuck. You know what I mean? Fuck, fuck, fuck. And that's what we tell ourselves sometimes. Right? But just, you know, we, we can climb a mountain. Either way, we're going to get there. As long as we follow our heart, our compass. Hey, this is, I'm going to go at least one step in time, one step forward, and I'm just going to keep following my heart. I'm going to end up at the top of the mountain. Okay, anyway. Now realize, you're not your ego, you experience your ego. You're not your past, your past is an experience. You are the presence experiencing this moment, vibrating the energy of a choice, consciously creating your future. Your higher self can see everything. Basically, all possibilities exist, and infinite timelines exist. Your higher self can keep you on track with the highest timeline, aka the highest vibration. So by following your peace, following your bliss, you are staying connected with your higher self. This gives you the ability to do anything, be anything, have anything, because that version of you already exists in the quantum field. You just tap into that energy and you must experience a physical equivalent. The key to receiving divine guidance is having clear intention, because each potential future you is its own spirit guide. Because when you choose a timeline or choose a decision, you solidify a timeline and you simply get out of your own way. Get out of your head and into your heart. You know, Listen to that subtle inner voice. That is your higher self. That is God. That is your spirit guides. That is an angelic energy speaking to you. Fire your brain and hire your heart. Your heart already knows you are powerful beyond measure. You care complete you and you care completely capable and completely oh you are among us. And you are completely capable and completely worthy. The key is to get out of your head, become a blank canvas, and allow the universe to paint the picture which is you. The physical you, the ego, doesn't know everything, only what it has experienced physically. But your higher self knows everything, even that which your physical body has not experienced. So when you let go and trust the universe or receive divine guidance, you are allowing the higher energies to guide you. Woo! Oh my God. 11-11-369. I am on the most optimal timeline. 369-0369. Oh my God, I'm so divine. Oh, galactic guardian. Rainbow Bridge to the 5D. Okay. Chapter 8, Ascension Secrets. That's a sneak peek of my, of my new song coming out. Anyway, Chapter 8, Ascension Secrets. If you have ever wondered what is the reason you are on this planet, let me offer you a few perspectives. One, perfect your soul. Get off the wheel of reincarnation by releasing fear and healing karma. Two, generate source love energy and transfer source love energy into others. Three, find your inner purpose and share your gifts with the world. There is a divine plan for this planet, and each soul has his or her own unique divine blueprint to fit into that plan. There are many ways to look at ascension. What I have found to be the most powerful and impactful way that is simple and effective is looking at the chakras and the emotional scale. And let me add in here before I get into that. The simplest way I found even more simple than what I, when I wrote this is the simplest way to look at ascension is the, the journey from the mind to the heart, uh, from fear to love. From the ego to the soul, right? From lack to abundance, from scarcity to 
creation, from separation to unity, you know, the shift. But anyway, chakras are energy centers in your body. You have seven major energy centers in your body that I am aware of. I've heard of interpretations that there's many more, but I've found seven basic ones. Okay, keep it simple. Beginning with your root chakra, which is associated with family and social belonging, safety and security, down at the base of your spine, the color is red. Next is your sacral, associated with creativity and sexuality, power, control, money, and relationships, located at your navel, color is orange. Next is your solar plexus, associated with personality, self-esteem, gut instinct, located in your gut area, color is yellow. Next is your heart, associated with love, forgiveness, compassion, located in your heart, color is green. Next is your throat, associated with self-expression, choice, will, you following your dream, faith, trusting life, located in your throat, color is dark blue. Next is your third eye, associated with intellect, brain, open, mindedness, divine reason, bigger picture, trust, located in your forehead, color is light blue. Next is your crown, associated with spirituality, knowing who you are, letting go, enlightenment, awareness, located above your head. This is your connection to the spiritual realm. Color is purple. There are the main seven energy centers where energy flows through and can be blocked in. One of the keys to ascension is balancing your chakras and becoming in full alignment with your true authentic energy. The next angle of focus I would like to get into is the Hawkins scale of consciousness, which is the emotional guidance scale found in asking it is given. Both of them are two perspectives to look at virtually the same thing. Basically, at the bottom, you have emotions such as fear, shame, guilt, grief, etc. And going up the middle, you have emotions such as courage, pride, reason, acceptance. And the ultimate states are love, joy, peace, and enlightenment. When you really are, it, when you really are who you really are is a spiritual being having a human experience. You're naturally at a higher state of love. But we go through experiences in life, and the ego begins to attach to things that are not us. People, places, things, and, belief, and especially beliefs. We begin to adopt beliefs about who we are based around our past experiences. That, my friend, is our ego. We are not just our ego. We are not our past. Our past was an experience. Realize you are the presence experiencing this moment. And the energy you vibrate this moment gives you access to thoughts that align with that frequency. And get what you think about most of the time. Realize you have a divine blueprint. Your soul signed a contract before birth to incarnate here and go through certain lessons. And experience different goals and timelines. There are an infinite number of timelines we can experience, but typically there are three to five major timelines that are on the forefront of our thought. For example, keep your job, start that business, or travel the world. And although neither are the right choice, sometimes one of them is the highest choice, the higher frequency, depending on your attentions, aka what you're looking for. The guidance you receive will be in alignment with that. But ultimately know as well that depending on who you are and what your commitment is to your path, you will then begin to act as more angels, helpers, watchers who will assist you in your journey. When you let go of success for your ego and make your success about fulfilling God's plan, God begins to help you in mysterious ways and you get access to guidance of what to do and when to do it, which makes it more attainable to you. So realize the answers are within yourself. Next level, accessing the Akashic Records. The key here is realizing that you are connected to everything energetically, but for you to access anything you want, two things must occur. One, you must become nothing. You must enter the void within yourself. Two, you will only receive what you're ready for. For. Uh, there are guide meditations you can use to access the Akasha records. I recommend starting here as you're guided via words. The words you hear is what you think. And the thought you think, you access that frequency which already exists within yourself. Once you fully surrender, it is as simple as setting the intention. 
If you find it difficult to surrender, it can usually be because of a few reasons. One, poor diet choices. Two, too much lighter noise in the background. Three, ego clinging onto a story is telling itself. Surrender truly is the key. For us to receive, we must first let go and make room. It, it really is. To have a truly successful meditation, you must be willing to die. And it sounds crazy and brutal and harsh, like I'm willing to die, but you're not actually going to die. You're not actually going to die. Your mind's just idea of who you are is going to die. In that moment, I go, oh my God, that's deep. Yeah, yeah, your mind's idea of who you are is going to die in that moment for you to truly have a, success, like a really successful meditation. And then when you wake up from it, you begin to normalize that behavior and you're no longer afraid of it. You know, going into further meditation, it just becomes a normal part of your reality. So for us to receive, we must first let go and make room. When you ask, it is always given, but you must be ready for it and open to it. You will receive what you're ready for and what you allow in. Simply set your intentions and allow whatever comes up to come up without judgment or making sense of everything, trying to control the experience. You can figure it all out later, but continue traveling inward. And the deeper you go, the more you will find. Third eye chakra and crown chakra are the main chakras you will be working on here as well as the heart. You can use your third eye to see images. I have found the more activated my third eye is, the more information I get. Because we have four major psychic abilities. Clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. Clear seeing. Uh, clairaudience, which is clear hearing. Clairsentience, clear feeling. Uh, claircognizance, clear knowing. And your third eye is used to see visions, either in meditation or dreams, where you can access your future timelines in this lifetime or even timelines of your other lives. Eventually, you will get to a point, if you aren't already there, where you realize that everything exists within you. And everything outside of you already exists within you. What you want wants you. It's part of your DNA. You are the answer you're looking for. When you ask, it is given. It is my wish to you. They become everything you came here to be. Peace and love, light warriors, the galactic guardian is out. Bonus Ascension Secrets. And we're back. Most of Ascension is just letting go of what you are not, aka traumas and emotions in trapped in your body, depression, fear, and anxiety, which allows you to become that what you truly are, which is pure love, light, joys, joy, peace, and enlightenment. Key points. You are not your thoughts. You are the presence experiencing them. Take care of the present moment and the future will take care of itself. Because the future is nothing more than a continuation of present moments. Spiritual vocabulary. Meditation. One. Definition number one. The art of absorbing yourself into the present moment 100%. Definition two. Becoming familiar with your thoughts. Anxiety. Definition one. Your mind worrying about a future that has not and may not even happen. Your Two. Your mind resisting the current situation. Now thinking it's not good enough. Depression, definition one, unconsciously identifying as your past experiences. Definition two, the suppression of the soul's true feeling and emotions. Spiritual vocabulary, uh, page number two here. Clarity, knowing exactly what you want and what to do. Peace of mind, the ability to feel the present moment without attachment or identification to thoughts. Shadow work, healing your past traumas and letting go of emotions that are trapped in your body. Divine guidance, receiving thoughts from your higher self, angels, or God. Ascension, releasing fear and karma and raising your vibration to love and joy. Spiritual vocabulary, uh, page three. Akashic records, 
the metaphysical library of all the information that has ever existed and ever will exist in the entire universe. So, unique perspective of the one infinite creator with many unique experiences, preferences, and many physical incarnations in eternal spirit, spirit energy. Two, the true nature of love and presence that is expressed through the heart space of the human. Human, the physical vessel that the soul inhabits to have a temporary experience. Ego, the conditioned self based on the human's experiences, mind-made contact of reality based on past experiences. Higher self, the spirit which is you that exists outside of time and space and is the most evolved aspect of your soul. Angels, watchers, helpers, drop messages in your ears to guide you on the right path and keep you in alignment with your higher self. Spiritual vocabulary, uh, page four. And the final page here. All right. Divine will, the path chosen by your higher self. Free will, the path chosen by your ego. Divine plan, the vision for new earth, held by God, accessed by unique perspectives of God, which are the souls. Divine blueprint, the plan for the individual soul in this physical incarnation on this earth. I hope you guys enjoyed this book. I hope you enjoyed this audio. And we're going to go ahead and read the back. Read the back here because why not? Why not read the back? Here's the back cover, guys. Um, Jordan Eckle, a former college basketball player, former network marketer, and now spiritual teacher. From being afraid of what others think to finding his voice and inspiring the masses. Motto, be the change you want to see in the world. This book will give you the secrets to find clarity, peace of mind, healing, and divine guidance. Take care of yourself and the rest takes care of itself. Meditation is all about intention followed by surrender. Meditation is the art of observing yourself fully into the present moment. Meditation is becoming familiar with your thoughts. Take care of the present moment and the future will take care of itself because the future is nothing more than a continuation of present moments. The real world exists within yourself. The outer world reflects back to you how you feel and what you believe about it. You're not your thoughts. You're the presence experiencing them. When you become nothing, you get access to anything because you are connected to everything. Let's go. All right. That was fun. Okay. That was fun. She's done more often. I'm like, God, I should write more books or something. This was lit. Okay, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you like information, work with me one on one. Or if you'd like to buy my course on Ascension, you know, go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at Teachers of Violet Case. Well, you know, looking forward to getting you started soon. Hope you have a great rest of your night. Peace out.